yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. marketing off the mat. It's Jessica, your host. I'm so glad that you're here. We have such a cool chat today for you. I am joined today by Jen Hope, and she is an executive and leadership coach for startups. And if you are listening, you're like, startups, Jess, like, what does that have to do with yoga? Well, pretty much everything, because if you're listening, you're a teacher, you lead group fitness, um, you have one-to-ones, you are a business owner, you are a startup. So Jen has all kinds of experience in marketing and understanding high growth startup companies because she has been coaching startup leaders for the past 10 years. We dive into all things system, fitness for our business, understanding assessments and how those can help us move forward and actually reaching the people that we're meant to and helping the folks that aren't quite aligned with us understand our business and how that that gap in communication can be closed in. It's such a good chat, and I know that you're going to love it. Let's take a listen. Hey, Jen, how are you? I am great. Thank you. So happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're here, too. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. I'm really excited about our conversation today. Me too. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. So we heard a little bit about you in uh, the intro, but I know that's just barely going to scratch the surface. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your career journey and what brought you to today. Yeah, such a, um, obviously a big question. Let's go narrow, (laughs) right? So um, my career journey, uh, I started working in the agency space right out of college, um, was a marketer for 18 years and spent um, the latter part of my career as a VP of marketing for high growth startup organizations. Um, and I did that career alongside a career in fitness as well. So I had a side hustle um, in the group fitness world, um, teaching Orange Theory, the Les Mills programs, um, everything except yoga. I was always <laughs> just, I was always a, just a student in the yoga world. I think kind of in a in a positive way for me. And that I never got to see the behind the scenes, which is the best part of, of, I think that experience for me is never seeing, um, the experience except from the student perspective. So, um, I come to this conversation, um, today I'm a leadership coach and I've been doing this in uh, my own practice for 10 years. And, um, so I coach today, startup leaders. Um, I coach entrepreneurs a little bit and, uh, the work that I work in day to day is in leadership and specifically around assessments. So I show up today with a conversation around both leadership and then a background in, in fitness and a passion, super big passion for fitness. Yeah. Uh, and I love how that all kind of folded together. And I think every teacher who's listening, or if you're a fitness professional, I love that what, what you said about not seeing the behind the scenes of the yoga <laughs> <laughs> because I think too, it's, it's so important to have your own practice and maybe we have 
the behind the scenes knowledge, but maybe we go to places where, you know, we don't actually a work there or have any knowledge of the business. We just go because we enjoy it. So that, that's so cool that that was your experience too with yoga. <laughs> Absolutely. Where it still stays fun and yeah. you don't have to be like, you know, in the event world, you get to be just like in the front of the house, not the back of the house. Yes. Yeah. yeah what a gift. <laughs> Exactly. And they, exactly. And they don't tell you about that when you start to learn to teach or to lead group fitness. That that's that's something that kind of becomes a part of your your everyday. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what is? How did they start this playlist? I'm so glad when I didn't have to be, you know, concerned with the playlist. Oh my gosh, just check out. Right? <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you're a leadership coach. You also coach entrepreneurs and you have this fitness background in addition to your incredible marketing background, which is like such a gift. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we get to talk to you today. It's so cool. So tell us a little bit about something that I know that you're very passionate about and it's fitness training for your personal and your professional life. So what does that mean? Why do we need it? Yeah. I mean, so it, it starts with this, right? That Um, as business owners in the same way that we would, if we were in a gym working with a personal trainer, we go to work on skills and we build skills in a certain area. If you're in the gym working with a personal trainer, they're going to be like, what are your goals? And you're like, um, I want to build, you know, overall endurance. I want to get a, you know, juicy booty. I don't know, whatever the thing is, right. Whatever the thing is, right. For the individual or build my biceps, whatever, if you're, you know, whatever the thing that you're there for, we're there to practice. And we do so on a regular basis. If I step foot in the gym four times a year, I'm likely going to see, you know, not as much gain as I would in, and growth in a particular area. And I think what happens as business owners, we step into this role and we think, I should have the mastery in the same way that I would of mastering every single element of the gym, right? And it's the same thing with the yoga practice, right? We go in and we think like, if we landed there, I think our assumption would be like, I'm a newbie and there's a lot for me to learn and then hone to find mastery. And the idea here is this mindset of, in the same way we would with like a fitness journey, we're going to do mastery in smaller areas, um, and, and grow over time. So, and and that's as a business owner. I mean, even in, in what we call leadership, like the specific definitions of leadership, there are skills and we're only going to master a, you know, a narrow subset of them at any given time. And it's about that, right? That is the, that is the fitness mindset for our professional lives where we break it down and say, like, it's, you know, you know, I don't know, I'm doing a strength program right now in Peloton. And so I'm like, well, today it's, you know, it's uh, camis and tries, right. And like, <laughs> that's what we're doing today. Right. And, and it can really be like just that simple. And we have a couple of exercises and it's the same. And it's, you know, it, it, we, my hope in the clients that I work with is that we do get to a point where it is that specific. So we can have that kind of piece that says like, this is what I'm working on today. And we can have that kind of clarity and have it be that narrow for a given period of time. So we can see growth. I don't love to say results in this way. Cause I'm, I'm not super oriented that way for fitness. Right. But like, um, you know, growth change, building strength, building resilience, building endurance in the same way that we would in our business as we would in our kind of physical health. Mm, yeah, that's so good. And I think, um, man, I so can relate to wanting to have this mastery of my business when I came straight out of my teacher training. It's like, I have, you know, I have a 
have a corporate background. I've got degrees and all types of certifications. And then I get this yoga certification, my first 200 hour. And I'm like, why don't I know how to run a business automatically? And it's because I didn't have the, basically the reps. I didn't have, I wasn't put, I hadn't had the chance or the opportunity to put the reps in, in, you know, building an email list or having a podcast or whatever it is like I needed to approach that from a beginner's mind and I and you know, I know many of my clients feel this way too it's just it's slow and steady wins the race you don't just immediately show up and you're able to pop into a handstand <laughs> like it doesn't work that way same thing with building a business so I love that this is something that you're so passionate about because we need more of this conversation Yeah, I think we have, um, you know, social media is really dangerous in this way because it tells us, like it shows us the bright, shiny, you know, Um, we have those folks who are willing, I think, to talk about the resilience required and and how how many steps forward we take and then how it seems like it's just not linear in any way. (laughs) Business ownership is never linear. Leadership is is never linear. Um, But we don't talk about it because we don't, don't, I don't think there's enough um, circle back to the conversation, right? Like, um, where folks, you know, week to week, I can come on a podcast this week and talk about the things that are great that are happening in my business. And next week can be a really difficult week. And it could be those couple steps back, you know, 10 steps forward, a couple steps back. And it's a very different conversation than you would get from me today. Um, when I'm, you know, perfectly hydrated. I've slept, right? Like all of those other, all of those other things, um, that, that maybe isn't happening, you know, every single day in my business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love what you mentioned too. I, you know, I'm a big proponent of social media and we have to remember that it's a highlight reel and it's, it's a highlight reel for our handstands as much as it is for successful businesses. Like if you're a teacher and you see somebody in their stories who, you know, they give, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, but you give the little day, day rundown of what it is that you're working on that day and kind of like your little bullet points. And it's like, you know, full class here, private client in the afternoon, sound bath in the evening. And you're thinking, you're like, man, I'm not doing enough, but that might just be what their one work day and they're, they have no clients or other classes the rest of the week. And it's just the highlight reel. It's what, what we put out there. And so I love what you said about that. It is dangerous <laughs> to see. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how does this fitness training for basically our minds and our, as it relates to our business, like how can we build these habits and these systems that help us kind of step into this place where we're feeling like, okay, like I do have a little bit more mastery or I'm starting to see change and I'm starting to see, you know, we, we don't love the word results, but you know, we'll use it here for lack of a better term. Yeah. Like, what do we need? Like, what are the steps that we take to get there? Yeah. So there's a couple elements here that, that I think show up. One of them is I, I put these things into like a couple of categories, which are, is it, um, I use this acronym of like seed. So is it self that I'm working on? Is it emotion that I'm working on? Is it energy or is it discipline? And discipline really kind of holds like, that's more of what I would call like the systems and the process. And that's like, I I put things into those categories of like, where is this thing that I'm, that I'm working on in my growth and, and in the business, this can happen as well. So where am I working on 
systems? Where am I working on process? And then how do I break that down? How am I going to measure these these different areas. And, you know, as a business owner, we have to put on so many different hats as well. So I think about like the CEO role. I think about the CMO role, right? Chief marketing officer. Um, I think about the operations role that I have, the sales operations that I have. And, um, and, and, and really like at least a couple of times a week, I'm thinking about from these different perspectives and coach, right? Like obviously as a coach, I could spend all of my time on the depth of training that I can do there and certifications and continue to hone my craft. And I have to really intentionally, and I really encourage clients to do this too, even in a corporate role, we have to put on that like CEO of my role and, and look at it and say like, what is, what are the areas that, that need my attention right now? And so that's the first step is really this process of, of awareness, like surveying, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking out in front of me right now and, and zooming out and seeing the business more globally and seeing the areas where we have a tendency to maybe over index where we're most comfortable, right. As a, as a, as an instructor, I think we can over index on honing the craft because some of these areas are otherwise really uncomfortable, right? Marketing, sales, pricing, I don't know, SEO, whatever the thing is that you don't want to look at, right? Revenue, right? That can be one of those areas. And and while I, you know, stay away from results as it relates to body, I don't stay away from results as it as it relates to business, because that is one of the areas that we can start to spend time and narrow our focus. What are the tasks that we're doing? If we need the business to generate revenue, are we doing revenue generating activities? And then we can hone our scope, right? Hone, like I I tell folks so often, like we can do everything. We just can't do everything all at once. And, and so it's that it's chunking it out into what are my goals this quarter? What are my goals um, this week? And I think that gets overused in what am I working on? But I think what we can do is really be able to see progress if we give ourselves like a, a wider lens to see results for the, for the business, right? Like it's a wider lens that that looks at, you know, a whole timeline. And then from week to week, is that where I'm spending my time? If I want to grow revenue, is that how I spend my time growing revenue and doing revenue generating activities? Mm. Yes, that's really eye-opening. I, I love the perspective that you just gave and, and literally taking the lens of the CEO or you know, basically the witness of the business and taking it all in. And I think, you know, I can totally relate to spending time in areas that I'm really good at or things that I've, you know, I'm just like, this is so much fun. I, I really enjoy this. And you know, if you're listening, that, that you might agree with me, but I love to take trainings. I just love knowledge. And in the yoga industry and the fitness industry, you can train in literally everything. And it's just more accessible now that many things are online. And it's fun to collect those things. And it feels like progress in some ways. But when you look at, you know, your your overall goal, as you were talking about revenue as your result, is that a direct translation to revenue? Probably not. If that's where you're spending, you know, a lion's share of your time. So I love that SEED acronym too. Could you, could you say it one more time for us? Yeah. So self, emotion, energy, and then discipline. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, I think you're, you're right on with so many things. Like I even see this in, in my own business, right? I'm also like an education junkie and, um, there's so much of this and we can even do this in, in, 
in those different verticals as well, like in marketing, we can get lost in training. We can get lost in some of these elements. And the question really then becomes, what are we doing that's revenue generating? And um, I I come back to that question for myself often in my clients too, right? Are we working towards, if we have leadership goals that we want to be honing, how often do we come back to it? Is it, is it a thing that we do one time and we build a plan for ourselves and then we don't look at it again um, for six months or a year? Sometimes that's great. Sometimes you can go really far if you put, you know, put an intention down and put energy down and then take action. But if we put it away and we don't look at it week to week and we don't look at it um, more frequently and we're not taking the action, we're just never, we're just never going to move that needle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love that. We, I love the way that you, you mentioned that the, ed, like the education junkie or the need to collect education or trainings, um, you know, it's almost like this, like hunger uh, that we fulfill sometimes it, it can also be, you know, in uh, research. Like I've, I've seen that too, like spending a lot of time trying to figure out the exact right tool or the exact right platform that you need for your business or your course And that takes all your time and you're not actually building anything that's going to generate revenue or actually serve your clients at the end of the day, because that's why we're all here. So I I just love, I love the way that you put that. And I know too, um, as a leadership coach, you probably see this like from a completely different lens. And I know that you're very passionate about helping leadership and, and leaders assess themselves. And so tell us a little bit about your, your leadership assessments and how that applies to the instructors, the teachers that are listening. Yeah. Um, you know, so where, where I start when working with leaders is understanding our behavior That's what I found is that it's, um, it's kind of the most accessible for us. We've got, you know, couple of hundred years of folks studying, you know, human behavior and we fall on like four spectrums kind of in one direction or another. One of the tools I use is called DISC, which is dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance. And the way that, you know, that DISC is is showing up these days in leadership is about understanding our behavior or others, you know, others understanding of our behavior. And the thing that I find most interesting about something like that in entrepreneurship is it gives us a sense of what are the strengths of this individual and where is this person potentially going to take that strength and overdo it, which we have a tendency to do because we're really good. So like maybe we're really good at, um, you know, problem solving and we do so with urgency, right? Well, urgency is an, and drive and ambition. Like those are all incredible strengths to have until we have like our foot on the gas pedal and don't have the brakes to slow it down. Right. And, and it, and it, it can limit us. And so I really like to use these tools because it can tell us where those areas are to be mindful of this as it goes back to the E right of our energy or of our emotion. Right. And how does this sense of urgency get overdone and potentially get us into a reactive space where now we're taxing our nervous system. We're taxing our energy. We're putting ourselves in this place where we may even be limiting the business because we've got our foot on the gas pedal and, and we're hitting something like burnout or this stressed state that we can't be our most creative, that we're not willing to slow down and look at the big picture and set, um, you know, some realistic expectations for ourselves. And the same thing can happen with, you know, um, change for change sake, right? Like we can be really mobile, super flexible leaders who want to change all the time. 
is it serving the business? And some of this information about behavior can be insightful in that way. Are we relationship builders, right? Um, does that get, you know, all of this like super gregarious outgoing nature, does that limit um, huge strength, incredible strength, one of the best strengths that we can have when we're in the fitness community, right? Because we're there to serve and, um, but does all that extra version, you know, and relationship building kind of take us away from the things that we maybe maybe need to be working on in the business. Mm, yeah, that's so good. And, um, you know, uh, for the folks that are listening, Jen and I were talking ahead of time about leadership assessments and um, we both have a corporate background and I was trying to think back to the assessments that I have done in relation to her work and you talking about the DISC assessment. Uh, I do have a little bit of knowledge about that. And, um, you know, I remember being one, like very, very much one way. And then a few years later, taking it again and it being completely different, or at least like some of the, the D had shifted much higher <laughs> than the I is an example. So um, if uh, I know that you're really passionate about sharing these types of tools with the folks that are listening, making them accessible, if somebody's interested in kind of grasping, you know, what DISC is or any other types of tools that you suggest, like how would they go about doing that? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy to talk with folks about this. So um, I am everywhere at HeyGen Hope. So H-E-Y-J-E-N-H-O-P-E. That's my website. And there's an opportunity there to do a discovery call. Really, it's a, it's a 30-minute conversation where we get to see um, if if I can be a resource, right? And that's that's really my intention with that, um, is to get to know folks and see if we can be a resource. Um, I also have um, some... Uh, disc overviews and some examples of its use on my blog at the website as well. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so, it's so interesting too, to kind of dive into that and, um, you know, really understand yourself. And I, I love the way that disc breaks down just, you know, in very simple terms, like how you would react in a situation and then how that relates to, you know, which, there's probably a better word for it and then you probably know it, but which bucket you kind of land into. <laughs> and so you can better understand yourself and other people can better understand how to communicate with you. Um, it's as we are constantly in communication in, you know, on Instagram, on YouTube, like wherever it is that you serve online and, and in person. So that's a really great tool. I love it. Can I tell you a quick story about this? Yes, please do. I love stories. Okay. So, and this is, and I think this is real, and I've heard this a lot. Um, so I did my first disc assessment years ago. And when I sat and did this debrief um, opportunity that I had with a really experienced disc professional, we sat and we talked about, uh, I have like above the line influence. So that would be like really relational, optimistic, um, uh, you know, can be all the way to like overly trusting, talks too much maybe sometimes. Um, and, but just, you know, generally speaking, if we were speaking like introversion, extroversion, um, I would be, you know, more, um, more extroverted based on the results of, of this, this test. Um, and I, I was really surprised to hear that my extroversion could actually put folks like back on their heels that, Like, because if I am showing up and I have all this extroversion and I'm sitting across the table from someone or in a studio, right. With somebody who has, um, like the below the line influence, 
that all of that extroversion could actually be working against their opportunity for building trust with me. And I, I had, it was almost like a, you know, I mean, it's like the aha, but it was like almost like a bonk over the head of like, I think we get really, as extroverts, we can get really reinforced in our culture about how extroverted we can be and that it serves us and that it's this strength. And it really gave me pause, particularly in the fitness environment where I was coaching about my range. And that I felt like I really only had this range that sat in this extroversion and what an eye opener to be thinking about the fact that I could have somebody who was, um, you know, way more technical, way lower trust. Um, somebody who really preferred a less dominant approach. I was teaching orange theory at the time. Right. So it's like really high energy. Um, and I was thinking about like the folks in the room who aren't extroverts, who don't necessarily want the, the high five high in, you know, high energy, some of that experience. And even those folks who wanted deep information about the process or the system and how it might work and how that may not be my, you know, natural or, or, um, my strength is teaching in that style. And I really had to reflect on what is it that, that I am bringing to this environment. And I think about it now in my coaching environment all the time, what does this person need from me? What's their style and how can I best work to find something in between where I'm still effective and not feeling stressed or inauthentic, but how can I really flex to do something where I'm serving like, a, you know, a, and creating an environment that is, that is meant for styles that are outside my own. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as, as group fitness teachers, and, you know, in most, most cases, if we're teaching yoga or you're in like an orange theory setting or similar, uh, we are attracting folks from all different types, all different backgrounds, hopefully. And, uh, we may not be cognizant that our style, as you said, could be off-putting to some, you know, it just, especially in a group setting, because, you know, we all, if you're listening and you teach group fitness of any type, you know, you only kind of get just a couple of moments with each person to connect, be it, you know, at the front desk or, um, you know, in the middle of a, you know, balance pose or you're taking them through something specific and you connect with them in that way. It's, it's good to be aware. And I think that's what these tools are, are teaching us is just like general awareness uh, in, in ways that we may not have considered before. It's really helpful. Yeah. And the strength piece of it, I think is the strength, the strength overdone is yeah. the, the piece of it that like, I, I, I know, obviously I'm, you know, I, I have had a long journey of my own, um, self-development and, and even still like with all of this work to, to, to have it named in that way, to have it named for me, that this was a strength of mine and my behavior and, and really Yes, you can see your own behavior, but the impact of that behavior being limiting um, was like a little bit ouchy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and what a great lesson, right? What a great lesson to bring like this awareness of your own energy and the energy that you bring in that scenario. So yeah, yeah, that, and that's that's such a that's such a great point. I think um, that's what we're all after. It, when we head into, you know, a, a fitness coaching situation or we're in a class um, or we're teaching, the more awareness that we have, the better. And it's, you know, awareness of our, our space, our own, our own selves and how that relates to other humans. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, you know, all trying to go along together and get together 
get to be together in the most um, compassionate and clear way that gets people results. That's, that's why we're here. So the more knowledge yeah. we have about ourselves and awareness, the better. It's interesting too, because I see this show up in, in business as well, where when we, you know, as business owners, we do selling, we do marketing. Um, and what I, I think what we have a tendency to do is let our style show up there as well. So for example, if we're selling, um, if we're selling an experience, so, you know, and, and if I'm selling a program, I'm selling potentially relationally, um, where, you know, high trust, high optimism, right. I'm going to give these people, um, you know, the maybe gen style version of it, right. Where it's, it is more optimistic and it is, it may have, um, you know, examples of, uh, testimonials, right. And for somebody who is viewing this and is really data oriented or process oriented, they're going to want to know the ins and outs of the program in a way more detailed way than I would in my, um, in my most natural state, probably explain it. And so I have to put my own, my own marketing, um, my own, even business operations through that same lens, um, and have built systems and structures. Again, this is that other, you know, what we were talking about earlier about the disciplines that I need to build in my business that are not necessarily in my strengths. They're, they're outside of, you know, what, you know, my natural viewpoint. And I've had to go really far in, in bringing, um, you know, folks who are way more objective than I am to, to look at my marketing, to look at some of the details of, of what I do. And I have a, an incredible assistant who is very operational, very process oriented, thank goodness, and, and can help me see those areas that are in my blind spot. And so the same thing, with, you know, sales and marketing, being able to help folks get what they need um, to be able to like easily say yes to the, the services or programs that, that I'm offering or that, that, you know, your listeners are offering. Yeah. I, I love that. We, the, I love the way that you put that because, you know, now that we have this new knowledge and we realize we, like you said, we may have a blind spot in some way, we don't have to try to address this alone. Like there are people out there in the world who see things in a way that you, you don't necessarily, and you can bring them in, be it your VA or your coach or whomever it is, even, you know, I, bless my husband. Like I'll have, have him look at, you know, my copy sometimes and be like, does this make sense? Like, do you, from, you know, from your standpoint, from your like, you know, very analytical, like high data driven standpoint, have somebody else, they take a look and uh, you know, you don't have to try to figure it out on your own. And you're going to be so glad when you get that feedback from somebody and be like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you know, coming from the lens of, you know, the other part of my audience who's going to be asking for that type of information. So yeah, good. Those little tweaks to be effective, right? Yes. Like that's where I think the assessments can be so helpful. And I've seen them be so effective for folks in, you know, even in larger corporations where we're selling into a very technical audience, right? And we need to really be mindful of the person who's on the other side, who's going to want, like you're saying, right? This like more analytical, maybe lower to trust or slower to trust, like slower to build trust with me and to have that mindset of how do I build trust, you know, slowly with those folks over time without all of my like high energy, you know, up in their grill. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell a disc story now. So I yeah. remember after we took our disc assessment, uh, you know, this, obviously this is, you know, pre COVID, uh, many, many years pre COVID and everybody still had an office. 
<laughs> and everybody had a little nameplate uh, to kind of designate where you sat. And after the after the disc assessments and we debriefed, the trainer uh, gave us all uh, a little um, disc map that I guess is for lack of a better term to put next to our nameplate. And I so wish that that would be a thing in the digital space because I would just love to know you know, who, you know, whom speaking with, so I can, you know, keep that in mind. And I, maybe there is something like that. I don't know, maybe you do. Um, but, you know, what would you say, like, uh, you know, for the folks that are listening who are, you know, maybe interested in DISC or other type of leadership assessments, um, but once they have that information, like, how could they use it in their marketing? How could they um, help people better understand, you know, what it is, that, how they communicate, specifically for their clients. And so they can kind of, you know, really like call those people in that have that same sort of lens or same sort of voice that they're looking for. Yeah. So I, I actually look at it the, the opposite way, Ooh. which is to think about how it limits our view because we're going to get folks with all styles. Like that's just by default, right? We, you know, and we probably want that. And so I think about how much my own lens narrows my scope and um, even narrows my process in my business, right? Like I'm a super high trust individual. Somebody's going to land on my website and, you know, I'm expecting them to be high trust as well. Well, that's a mistake, right? There are lots of folks who need a ton of nurturing, who, who are going to be slow to trust and are going to spend a lot of time on my email list or on my social, like gathering information before they're ready to buy. And to think about that person, right? Or some, you know, somebody who may be um, really analytical, they're going to want to spend a lot of time in the case studies that I have on my website, right? And, and it, it is really more about making it accessible for no kind of anywhere somebody's got like whatever their preference is, is really how we want to try and adapt um, as long as we're still being authentic, right? I'm never going to tell somebody to like go to that place that feels stressful, but if we can flex to meet them where they are, I think that is what I would actually coach somebody to do is to kind of be mindful of their own blind spots and how that might limit the business. Yeah, that, oh, that's, I love the way that you flipped that. That's, that's excellent advice. So good. So, okay. I love asking this question and I'm excited to hear what you have to offer. So if you could go back to any point in your career, any previous version of Jen and whisper a little something in her ear that would save her a sleepless night or a headache or two, what would it be? I think a question that I ask myself and my clients often, and this is, you know, this is how I know that it was like one of those really valuable lessons is because I still bring it up and I still see it every day, which, you know, still top of mind, but it's the question of at what cost. So how much can I do in any given day was kind of the bar, right? Like I set this, you know, in, in my startup career, when you're working on, um, you know, a certain amount of funding and the runway is short. Like we are trying, you know, you set for yourself, like the standard of, you know, being a high drive, high ambition person wanting to accomplish so much. And I didn't, I don't think I ever asked myself at that point, like you could do, like, I can do this. This is possible, right? You can work 
X many hours, right. In a day and stand at your kitchen counter and eat your dinner, like, and, you know, sit next to your partner and work on your computer at night and, you know, watching a show, I'm using air quotes, watching a show, um, <laughs> like all of those things that I did. Right. And it was at, and there was a cost, right. And, and the, at what cost question, um, I still happens for me all the time with my leaders, all the time with myself, all the time with, you know, my incredible clients that I get to, to be a part of their business and their world, because we can do so much. And we have to really be able to answer that question for ourselves at what cost is it at the cost of our families at the cost of our mental health? Is it at the cost of the business, right? Like what there are, and, and those are decisions that we really have to make. And if we're not if we're not actively making them, we're still making them, right? If we're not consciously making them, there's still, we're still making that decision and the cost is still there. And so I think that's the, the question that I would continue to ask myself is at what cost I can do anything that I set my mind to, cause I'm, you know, a hard worker and, and, and willing to put in the hours and have that drive. And it all comes with a cost. Mm. That is such a valuable question that I'm, we're going to borrow <laughs> because, you know, and I love the way you said, it. it's like, even when you say the word cost, I think we all associate that just immediately with money, but there are so many other costs involved with the decisions that we make, whether or not we know that we're making those decisions. So that that's so valuable. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it, the only thing I would add to that too, is that it is the cost of the choices that we're making in our lives, but also the cost that the emotional cost, mm-hmm. right? The energy cost that any of the ways that we're saying yes to things that take our energy, like that, that is, that is, you know, there's a cost there. And so I really, really, um, I try to practice this. I really encourage the folks around me um, to be asking themselves that same question. So I'm glad you're going to borrow it. Take it, spread it, share it. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And if you're listening, take it with you too, because it's going to help us all. I know. Okay. So what kind of cool things do you have coming up? How can we find you? All of those cool things as we want to continue to hang out. Yeah. So I am, I actually just started doing this assessment work as a standalone. This was something that I've done inside companies um, and in, you know, in the team environment. And then I've done it as a part of coaching as well. I am just going to be offering this as a standalone where folks can come and do um, this assessment work. And then we'll do a little bit of coaching specifically around the assessment and debriefing. So that starts um, here kicking off like, you know, pretty soon. So um, that's a place to come find me on my website, Hey Jen Hope, H-E-Y-J-E-N-H-O-P-E.com. And then everywhere on social LinkedIn, Instagram, same thing. Hey Jen Hope. Awesome. Okay. Well, we will definitely include your social, your website, and a link to work with you if they're interested in uh, checking out your assessment work. And that sounds so cool. I'm glad that you're bringing it out of the boardroom and into the world so um, we can enjoy it too. And I know folks are going to learn so much from you. Thank you so much for being here today. I just love this. Thank you too. I'm so honored to be here. So glad I said yes. Thank you. Okay, so what did you think? Are you convinced? I am because I want to find out more about how systems and understanding my own self 
can help me better market to the folks that I might not be reaching. And I just love the way that Jen put everything when it comes to the disc assessments and everything that she offers is so great. She's a wealth of knowledge. So definitely go give her a follow over on Instagram. She's at Hey Jen Hope. Her website is the same, heyjenhope.com. And you can check out her blog post to find out a little bit more about the things that she offers and the disc assessments if you're interested in that. So I love that she's bringing out those assessments from the boardroom into the world so that folks like us can have access to cool things like this because we need it. So go give her a follow, give her a shout out and let her know if you heard her on this podcast. I would be so grateful if you did. You can also send me a DM on Instagram. It's at jessicacross.co and let me know what you thought of this episode. I hope that you found this helpful. Keep showing up. Take care until next time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.